Welcome to Kingdom Success University, where I teach kingdom principles that will transform you from the inside out. Building your life on solid foundation will provide consistent and repeatable success no matter where you are at in life. Some of the key principles that will be taught on the podcast are leadership, finances, mindset, attitude, and much more. Tune in to hear today's episode and enjoy. Welcome to Kingdom Success University, where we teach kingdom principles in a practical way. My name is James Beecham. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in for people uh, on podcasts and also on YouTube channel. So today I'm excited about this series. It's called Kingdom Relationships, The Journey Towards Oneness. Now, as I said previously in other messages, this is going to be a long journey in terms of just explaining how this process works. So uh, what I've done is I've rolled out a few episodes just to prep people in terms of their mindset, how, how we should think or view things as we go into this process called kingdom. So today I am so excited to talk to you about something uh, that I've received uh, through revelation and prayer uh, within the six months that I've uh, been on this journey, learning about kingdom, about finances, and so many other things. And the name of this episode is called The Circle of Kingdom Relationship. So I know many of us have been in relationships, and, and what I've noticed is that Sometimes as humans, we can think things are linear, right? We, we think, okay, hey, uh, I'm single, so I need to go out, put myself out there, meet other people just to identify somebody. Okay, now I like somebody, they like me. Okay, let's be girlfriend and boyfriend. And then girlfriend and boyfriend, let's be engaged for some years and then let's decide to get married. So that sounds very linear, right? It's like, okay, all right, friendship, this, 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 very linear. Well, what I'm excited to talk to you about is that, well, technically it's not a linear way of thinking in a relationship. Think of it more of a circle because it's things that we must do on a day-to-day basis to maintain exactly what, we're going to receive. And I'm gonna give you this example. So you have a car and you buy the car outright or you make payments, but once this car is like fully yours, well, what do you have to do? Well, you have to take it to the mechanic to change the oil because you have to change the oil every three months, if not sooner than that or later than that, right? But then there's maintenance to the car, you know, tires, your engine, Um, whatever it may be, because if you don't take care of the car, it's not going to be running for long. So it's an ongoing process that all of us who have vehicles that we must do to maintain the car and keep it upright so where we can get to and from wherever we're trying to go. Well, it's no different with the relationship that we're seeking or desiring, or even from some of those who have relationships, 
that we want to continue down that path. And so I want to be able to break this out. And this is going to be a fast, or I would say not a long episode, but pretty short. But excuse me, but I want to go through this process just so that you can understand exactly what I mean. So as we go further along and we get into the content of this process, that you will now understand, oh, this is exactly what he was saying in this episode, which now makes sense for this conversation. And that's what I would love for or like for people who are listening to tie everything back to the content that will be presented here. So just to get into it, there's two circles. Now, this is for those who are watching YouTube. So those who are on po- listening on podcasts, just rock with me and, and I'll help you kind of visualize this. Now, um, there's two circles. There's an outer, cir- uh, outer cir- circle, and then there's a inner circle, two circles. Now, the outer circle is a representation of standards that are set by both parties and protects the loyalty and the commitment that each person has made to one another. So when we look at this outer circle, well, what all goes into the outer circle? There's three pieces that goes into the outer circle for relationship, starting from friendship, to courtship, and then transition into marriage. There's three things. Number one is the trust process. And in an episode, I talked about being trusted versus interested. But then there's going to be other episodes where where I will be breaking out what trust is versus what trust isn't. And we have to understand in the trust process, there's levels and tiers that, that we have when we enter into relationships that not all things are equal. And so we must know that when we're meeting someone that they may have a level of trust with you, but that doesn't mean that they fully trust you because there is some things that, that they need to know or see for them to feel comfortable. So the first process for the outer circle for us to really get into details is to really discuss with that individual is, what is the trust process? Like, what does that look like? What does that look like for you? What does that look like for me? That's the first piece. Then there's a second piece, and it's the earning process. Now, I know a lot lot of people will take that the wrong way and say, well, hold on. I don't want to feel like I'm, I'm, I'm at a job where I'm having to perform all the time. Well, that's not necessarily what this is. But think of it, again, as a car. You have to maintain the car for the car to to be suitable for you to go to and from wherever you're trying to get to. Well, it's the same thing in relationships. Yes, you can earn trust, but you can also lose trust too. You can gain someone's respect but you can also lose someone's respect as well. We see this all the time in, in, uh, in sports where people who have done something uh, you know, immoral and it lose, it lose a little bit of credibility. Some people are like, ah, your, your credibility took, uh, took a hit, right? 
So in this earning process, we have to understand that it's not about performance, but it's about protecting the very thing that you've that you fought for. It's, a, it's, it's about fighting for the, the things that you truly want in your relationship to continue to allow the things in your relationship to flow the right way. So the earning process is so important when it comes to relationship, because again, as quickly as you can gain is as quickly as you can lose. That doesn't ever stop. But then number three, there's a third piece, and this is for the outer circle. It's the protection process. Now, this was new to me, and I didn't realize how cool this is, but there, there are things that in your friendship that, um, that you have to set in terms of boundaries and expectations for you to have, a, uh, to have success in your courtship and eventually in your marriage. So we have to understand what is it that we're protecting? What is it that we're trying to protect within this relationship we're seeking to develop with one another? Because if we don't know what we're trying to protect, well, how can you protect something that you don't know? Right? So, so with that, this is where the outer circle helps to keep, check this out, things from seeping into your, into your relationship. Now, keep this in mind. There's only three phases in the kingdom relationship process. Friendship, courtship, marriage. So when you're developing a friendship, this outer circle is exactly what you will be representing your friendship in terms of, okay, we're now going to uh, standardize or help level set on what the trust process is between each other. We're, we're going to discuss what the earning process is between each other. We're going to discuss what the protection process is between each other. That's what we need to know. And so now that we understand, okay, the outer circle is really setting the foundation to how both of us can come and interact with one another. So if I have a disagreement, I can come because I have trust that you're not going to respond in a negative way. Well, I can, I can trust to know that, hey, hey, if we said, hey, look, we are 100% interested in each other in this friendship and we're getting close to this courtship, then obviously they can trust and say, hey, look, you're not going to bring in outside influences or another female or another male to wreck what we're trying to build here. So the outer circle is the representation of, of standards and boundaries set between both people. Makes sense. But this is another piece that I didn't realize, and I think maybe other people have not discussed, and that's the inner circle. Now, I want to put this in your ear. You probably heard the statement from many of Christians. I'm, I'm, I'm of the faith of, as, a, uh, as a Christian, and I hear this all the time. I want a man 
who uh, keeps God first. I hear men. I want a Proverbs 31 woman. I want my relationship to be Christ-centered. And I heard that for many of years. But here's the question I have started to ask. What does that look like? Okay, yeah, I'm hearing you say you want a Christ-centered relationship, but what does that entail? What goes into that? And, and that, for the longest, was a roadblock for me because I never knew what all went into how do you keep Christ-centered in your relationship? Is it reading the Bible? Because I, I saw people who was reading the Bible and they still had strife in their relationship. Is it having a relationship with Christ? Because I saw people who have a relationship with Christ and still have problems in their relationship. So I'm like, so so I, I wasn't sure. And I'm not, I'm not saying that any of those answers are wrong. I'm just saying that what I was just seeing outside when evaluating someone's fruit, I just, I didn't see that. So I said, okay, well, what all goes into keeping Christ centered in your relationship? And there are six areas that keeps a relationship Christ-centered. Number one, decision makers. Now, I heard this from John C. Maxwell. Now, John C. Maxwell never said decision makers, but I've heard him talk about how he made decisions. And one day when I was listening to his audio, it hit me. Because when he said that, it's not that you make the decision, but actually in return, the decision makes you. Now that I'm paraphrasing because there's a quote that he quotes a man uh, from. So I don't know the like the full uh, statement, but in the paraphrase, that's, that's what he was basically saying. And so when I sat down and I started to under, start to seek out, okay, what, what does it mean to be Christ-centered? Well, first, it, ha it first has to start with how do you as a person make decisions, right? Now, I can give you some examples, which I will not confuse you with, but there are people who will say, well, it's based upon the risk. It's based upon the situation. I go back, I think about it, pray on it, and then I make a decision. Well, here's the challenge. The challenge is, is that that is not foundational when it comes to bringing in a partner. Yeah, it's foundational for you because obviously you're single, you're living your life, which works for you. But when you're talking about bringing a life into your life, that it has to be more streamlined, right? Now, again, I wanna put a disclaimer out. I'm not saying that you have to do this by, by no means. What I'm saying is to keep a relationship, right? So we're talking about from friendship to courtship to marriage. To keep this Christ-centered, the first thing that, that must be attacked, 
right, or must be addressed is the decision-making. How do I make decisions? Now, this took me the longest. It took, it took me about six months to really understand, like, how can, how will I filter all my decisions? I don't want to have to have, like, decision-makers for health and then decision-makers for children and then decision-makers for relationships and then decision-makers for a career. I want to have decision-makers that no matter what situation I am in, it's consistent across the board. And I came up with five decision makers. Now, this don't have to be yours, but these are my decision makers that I, that I, that I filter every decision through. Number one, how does this affect my relationship with Christ? God, Christ, Holy Spirit. So number one is God, Christ, and then the Holy Spirit. That's number one. Number two, it's family. And let me be very specific because a lot of people can view family in a different way. For me, family means wife first, kids second. Now, I'm single. I don't have a wife. So, but when I do, it's wife, then children. That's family. Now, notice I didn't say my mom. I didn't say my dad. No, 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 no. Wife and children. Now, that's a totally different topic. That's number two. Number three, it's my, it's my businesses. It's my career, right? And in that, to me, it's the people that are in, that, that's under, that's under, my, my, uh, under my leadership. So how does this affect them? So if I make this decision, no matter if I buy a car, buy a house, or or make this decision, how does it affect them? It's, all, it's not in the silo. Being a leader is not being in the silo. Then number four is my legacy. That's my reputation. How does this impact my reputation? And then number five, pretty simple, is health. How does this affect my health? So when I enter into a relationship, that's how I will filter my decisions in my relationship. How does this person impact my relationship with Christ? Okay, how, does, how will this person enhance my, my relationship with my children? And will they be an asset to the environment that we've already created? Okay, how, how does this person assist in my, with my career or with my businesses? How does this person really enhance my legacy, right? And, and, and the person should be thinking the same thing, but I'm, I'm just telling you from my side of the table of like decision makers. And then number four, then number five is, how does this person impact my health? Are they eating unhealthy? Are they like, they're just like very undisciplined? Nothing wrong with like eating candy here and there. I love donuts. And by the way, if Krispy Kreme wants to give me, you know, donuts for a whole entire year, please sponsor that Krispy Kreme. I love it. So. But you got to have, number one, you got to address decision makers. So we have to address, hey, how do you make decisions? That's number one. Number two is values. And let me, and look, this, this, this word can be, you can go in so many ways with this word. But I'm going to make it just very simple. Does this person value what you value? 
So let me give you an example. If you are a person that values time. So if somebody says, hey, I want you to meet me here at three o'clock. If you are a person that values time, you're going to show up at 2.45 or 2.30. Well, the question is, is if you want to bring a person into your life and vice versa, you must know, does this person value time how I value time? Because what happens, and this is where it gets tricky, is where people try to give grace in areas that, that are compromising to their core values. Does this person, does this person uh, love family the way you love family? Does this person respect their parents like how you respect your parents? See, there are some people who will be like, well, they don't respect their parents, but that, 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 I mean, that, that, that's, a, that's different. Listen, the way they do anything is the way they do everything. Now, some people will say different, but I'm saying it's just what it is. So does this person value what I value? And look, and if they don't value what I value, that doesn't mean you're better. That doesn't mean they're better. What it just means is that, hey, we're just not a good fit for one another. And that's okay. But you must know values because the one thing that people will never deviate from values beliefs and their calling they just won't so you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable with saying hey you know what ah that doesn't fit for me but then number three is beliefs does this person believe what i believe and let me give you a different perspective and again, we'll talk about this later down in other episodes. Belief to me is not, does this person believe in God? Because I don't even think that that's like the question that people are asking. Like, do you really believe in God? But really, belief is this. Belief is, how do you view God? Because the way that you view God will be in direct proportion to your relationship with the person you want to be with. And here's what I mean. So if you view God as God is, he is, uh, he is Lord, but somebody looks at God as savior. Okay. What does that mean? If, if one person looks at, at, at God as, um, he is, he is king, but you view God as a partner. Okay. Okay. How, okay. How, okay. How does that kind of bode well with belief? Again, the way you're viewing it doesn't mean it's right or wrong. It just means how does it all come together? Right. Again, because if your belief in God is different from the belief than the individual that you're looking or considering, well, hey, you're already potential, potentially entering in a unequally yoked situation. And there's people that will say, well, you got you to gotta learn how to compromise. Yeah, you have to compromise in areas that are non-negotiables. Beliefs are non-negotiables, should be for, for some. But for most, 
It should be non-negotiable. Because that's who you are. That's what you believe. That's how you view it. And that doesn't mean you should win people over to your side of thinking. What it means is, is that I should find people who are like-minded as me. Everybody does not want to be a business owner. That's okay. You can go find a, a network of business owners. It's fine. So beliefs. Number four, it's lifestyle. Now, there are some people who wants to live extravagant lives. There are people who like to make money and spend it the same day. There are people who want to make money and, and, and hoard the money. Like, I'm not spending it on, if I don't have to spend it on socks, let alone on anything else, I just want to keep it. No matter what the lifestyle is, are we aligned in lifestyle? And this is how you want to live. This is what your calling is, right? This is where you're like, yo, the things that I'm doing, this is the result of what, what I do, right? Absolutely. That plays a role. I see, I see it all the time in relationships where there, there, there are men who make a lot of money and then they get upset with their, their, their girlfriends or wives and say, <clears throat> she, she spends the money all the time. And I'm saying, oh, okay. And they're mad and upset and frustrated. And they're like, ah, I can't just stand the person. But then I'm like, well, hold on. But you knew this before, right? They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I knew about that. And I, I told her, but, you know, I wanted to show her grace. And I wanted to show him grace. And I wanted to let him know I was down for him. Well, okay. So if you're accepting, if you're accepting of that, then you have to be accepting of that. Instead of trying to change a person's thought process on how they should live, you should just, again, it's like the network. You just should find people who are, who are already in that mode and then just go there. This is not about trying to change people. This is to help you identify the right people and work with the right person not make the wrong person the right person. So lifestyle is important. Then number, number five is financial competence. Now I know for, for some, <clears throat> finances can be a little tricky, right? Because you're like, well, hold on. Whoa, 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 James. I don't know them. They don't know me. Why are they in my business? <clears throat> yeah, you're right. If you're thinking that, I think you should still stay single. Because here's why. It's not fair to the person that you are looking or considering to, to potentially come into a relationship and be blindsided by some financial decisions you made without even having some type of discussion prior to. Right? Now, I'm not talking about financial competency in terms of like, hey, I should see, let me see your account. Let me see how much money you make. Let me see. No, I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is <clears throat> with the things that you do in your life, how, are, how do you view money? How do you manage money? How do you manage the household? Because, hey, if 
if I'm considering this woman and this woman loves to spend, but yet I like to, I like to uh, save, well, we're going to have different, we're going to have different values, beliefs, and purpose just in the financial realm. Right? So the, so the question should, should always be, hey, what is your financial competency? What's your financial personality? How do you view money? How do you manage money? Again, you remember Christ said that, that, that if you can't manage the little, which is the worldly wealth, how can you be entrusted with a life? So financial competency is important to keeping Christ centered because again, if money is the primary dominant thought to your relationship, it's really hard to keep Christ in the center without having money be in the forefront of that. Of that. So it's best to figure out as you're keeping, as you're doing this, <clears throat> that you understand kingdom finances. <clears throat> which we'll get into in other episodes. So financial competency is a huge area that should be discussed on a continuous basis. Now, some people are a little bit uncomfortable, that's fine. We, I actually will have some episodes to really help on how to have like good financial conversations without being too invasive. <clears throat> but number five is that, financial competence. But last but not least is spiritual foundation. You have to have a spiritual foundation. <clears throat> Excluding that is just not going to really work here in kingdom. Now, again, these are for those who want to truly do it the kingdom way. I'm not saying everybody is going to be on board with this. Some people may learn a few things, but I'm talking about people who truly want to go down the right road, the road to success. <clears throat> a spiritual foundation is a pillar to this. We have to know how, like, what is your spiritual walk? Like, how do you, how do you move? within just your own personal life, but then what does that look like in terms of, <clears throat> excuse me, in terms of in a potential relationship? Let's just say friendship, courtship, and then marriage, right? What does that look like? Like, how are you spiritually growing? How are you spiritually growing in discernment? We must know that. So for a relationship, so let's think about this. So six things, decision makers, values, beliefs, lifestyle, financial competency, and spiritual foundation. That's the inner circle. But I never said, well, what does the inner circle represent? The inner circle represents how everything sustains within your relationship without discord. This is where, this is how you have a home that is centered around Christ, around those six areas. Because now the way I'm making decisions is filtered through Christ, through the lens of God, through the lens of Christ. My values are now filtered through the lens, through the lens of Christ, right? So now I know, okay, my values need to align with that. 
my beliefs need to be more, right? I need to have belief in, hey, uh, believing in what, what I'm really pressing into. Okay, then now I need to understand what my lifestyle will be. The picture, right? This is the vision. So women love to, hey, look, don't, don't, don't ask a woman out and you don't tell her what you're doing. Like, hey, this is where we're going to go. This is how I need you to dress because they're going to ask you. What time? What do I need to wear? Okay, when are you going to pick me up? Okay, you know, just okay. What's the location? What's the parking? What's the price? Like they want to know everything. Like my daughters, they be like, okay, where are we going? They ask questions. Lifestyle, same thing. Financials. We got to understand. Hey, look, how are we managing? How are we managing our life? How are we managing the finances in our life? Like, what is our financial personality? How are we growing in that area? of finances. But then six is just spiritual foundation. We got to understand like, hey, look, it's not good enough just to read the Bible. It's just not good enough to go to church, right? Like, I don't want like this to be a sacred, sacred religious or legalistic type of thing that you do. This, this has to be a lifestyle, the way that you live your life as a person. So the foundation has to be there for it to be centered around Christ. And that's what sustains your relationship. That's what sustains the friendship. That's what keeps trust. That is what, that is what uh, continues to keep a relationship fulfilled. So you're pressing into that, these six areas, these six pillars, as I call them. And that is the circle flow. So there's two circle flows. There's the outer, that's the standard is it. That's the standards. That's the principles. That's what we're going to function from. This is how we operate together. But then now, how do we now keep everything sustained and, and with, without friction and issues? Well, those are the six pillars. It's a twofold, two-dimensional. But I want to hit on this and then I'm done with this episode. Well, what are some of the relationship destroyers? What are some of the things I need to keep my eye out open for, James? With someone who may have like certain habits. There's many more, but I'm gonna name 19 and I'm gonna rattle, rattle them off for you. But this is just something to be look, look out for. Number one is disrespect, assumption, distrust, Gossip, negative mental attitude, lack of communication, impatient, indifferent, um, lack of vision, negative association, lack of support, inconsiderate, shows no action or ambition, unhealthy lifestyle habits, disloyalty, unrighteous anger. Now there is a righteous anger. There's a there is a right or wrong way to be angry. A person who's divisive, lack of discipline, financially irresponsible. These are 19 things that destroys relationships. And let me just say this. Yeah, it, just, it can destroy a friendship. There's many more, but I just gave you 19. And the whole point of this to highlight is that before stepping into this, how am I with these two circles? 
Do I understand what trust is and what trust is? Do I understand what the earning process is within kingdom? Do I understand what I need to protect, what they need to protect, what I need to be mindful of? Do I understand the six pillars that will keep my friendship, uh, relationship, um, culpable, workable, sustainable, without, without ah, issues and friction? Now, it's okay to disagree. It's okay to disagree. That don't mean I, I have to agree 100% with everything you say, but because I know your heart, I know, your, I, I know you, I care for you. Because guess what? We maintain the six pillars within our relationship. I understand how you make decisions. I know your values. I know your belief. Hey, I understand why, why you work so hard to create this kind of lifestyle. Man, I, I love the fact that you're learning. You have a growth mindset to, to learn more about fi finances and, and living in, in, uh, in abundance and, and having an abundance mindset. And I just love the, the, the mere fact of our foundation of all of this is just our spiritual foundation. We talk about it. We, we, we pray, we fast, we, we, we do it all together. We worship together. And for a relationship like that, that's when you know. Not perfect. When the Bible says complete in Christ, is what it means. It means mature. It doesn't mean perfect. It means mature. We're complete in Christ because we mature, because we know what flow we're in. We know the flow, the circle. We know the circle of the relationship process. But you got to be on the lookout for those destroyers, relationship destroyers, disrespect. And one of the key things is assumption. Assumptive people makes life difficult. And we have to avoid that. So with that being said, I want to thank you so much for this opportunity to talk to you about this circle of kingdom relationship. So with that, I would like for you to please subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel, and you have a great day. Thank you for listening in on today's episode. Please subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel.